what happens if you have uh, a state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way the, the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. I, I like that. You know, I, I like after the outrageous example he gives, and then saying that you, you evil MAGA person, you, you evil person who wants America to be great again, you are the most extreme in American, well, in recent American history. And as I address my top three takeaways late last week, addressing that specific quote, yeah, I mean, he is saying that you, you evil MAGA supporter, you, are more extreme than, oh, I don't know, terrorist organizations like ISIS and Al Qaeda, the weather underground. Hey, even how about the KKK? No, you're 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 far worse. Anyway, I mean, like, well, we we don't expect much more out of the president at this point. But what about it? What about the MAGA agenda? You know, so much of this primary season, as it's getting heating, as it's heating up, has been about Trump's influence in the party, and Ohio in particular looked like it was a really strong day for the former president. Here to talk about this, the CEO of Freedom Fund USA, joining us once again, Ashley Smith Thomas. How you doing, Ashley? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's talk about that. I mean, the role of MAGA within the Republican Party and the the power of Trump. Uh, was Ohio kind of uh, the, the initial proving ground that Trump still has the juice to deliver the, the MAGA agenda and, and MAGA candidates? Absolutely. I mean, it still goes to show that the MAGA movement is very strong in the Republican Party. It still shows that President Trump is still a very strong figure within the Republican Party, because when you look at these candidates that he has been endorsing for primaries, they are winning the primary election. So it will be telling to see if they can actually carry through in November. Um, I'm here in Texas, and we even see that as well, that candidates that uh, President Trump had publicly endorsed Again, they won the primary elections. So he's very much uh, very alive and well, basically, within the Republican Party. And this is something that I've been just kind of looking at and, and seeing here in terms of the MAGA movement. Um, you look at how President Obama, back in 2008 and 2012, he changed the Democrat Party because Obama was in movement. He did the Yes, We Can and Hope and Change campaign message that at that time resonated with quite a bit of Americans. And he forever changed the dynamics within the Democrat Party. So the Democrats were having to shift their messaging and shift where they were headed as a party. You see a lot of that as well with President Trump in the sense that he has now shifted and changed the Republican Party from his 2016 campaign in 2020 of Make America Great Again, which is MAGA. And then in 2020, he said, Keep America Great. So we see this movement that is going on within the Republican Party right now that is resonating with a lot of the American people, and that is to make America great again. And so in reference to what uh, President Biden had said last week, and that the MAGA movement is the most extreme political organization that's existed in American history, 
President Trump challenged uh, Biden's statement last Thursday in which President Trump had told Fox News Digital that MAGA is saving America. And he slammed Biden for being divisive in which he stated, quote, our country is going to hell and MAGA is saving America. And so when Yahoo News, it was mentioned that when asked if the Republican Party is now the MAGA party, President Trump said, quote, I hope so. So it's going to be very telling to see how strong of a role that President Trump has within the Republican Party, particularly with this MAGA movement, if this will carry through in November. Yeah, Ashley, to that point, kind of coming into this year and with many in your traditional news media thinking that Trump was going to be a liability, you had some comparisons being made to 2010 in that while it was a record year, Record number of congressional seats that flipped uh, from Democrats to Republicans and that Tea Party-led wave. You did have many questionable candidates that had issues that lost what were perceived to be winnable races for Republicans across the country. And there was this thought that, well, maybe Trump is... You're not going to do something similar. Maybe his getting behind certain candidates is going to advance candidates that aren't able to win elections. Do you perceive that to be the case? Do you, or do you think that when he's making his selections, they're good candidates? That's a really good question. I think what he's looking at is probably the strongest candidate. Who's more likely to win that seat? Who's more likely to win in that district? Who's more likely to win in that that state? Um, because the seats matter when you look at D.C. and you look at what's going on in the House and the Senate. So I think what President Trump is doing, he appears to be a very strategic individual in how he makes his moves. And so I would say he's probably looking at who's going to be the strongest candidate uh, and who then could he put his endorsement behind to make sure that they get a seat, uh, whether it's in Congress or whether it's the governorship. Um, this, this is definitely a very key election year. It's interesting that you brought up, though, how this is very similar. Are we seeing something similar to that of the Tea Party back in 2010? Because you are right. There were some questionable um, candidates and some were what we now call very conservative, more on the far right-leaning side of the spectrum. Um, what's interesting is, is that with this MAGA movement, um, it goes to show that a lot of Americans are still wanting freedom. I mean, they don't want the government to come in between the parents and, and their child. They don't want the government telling them how to educate and how to parent their child. You see that we want free market opportunities. We want economic opportunities, uh, prosperity. We want uh, religious freedom, etc. You see that this movement has really resonated. However, at the same time, we're also starting to see kind of a split within the Republican Party. I mean, I don't know about Florida, but I know here in Texas especially, because you have what conservatives call your establishment Republicans, which tend to be more down the middle centered. You also have what some conservatives call rhinos. You're a Republican in name only, meaning that they are voting like Democrats and behaving like Democrats. So you're seeing this split right now within the Republican Party because there are candidates who don't necessarily believe or fall to the far right of the spectrum. 
Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see how the Republican Party is going to brand itself and how the Republican Party is going to move forward because clearly this MAGA movement is not going anywhere. This MAGA movement is still very alive and well within the GOP. So it's going to be telling to see how the GOP is going to rebound from this if they can or if they're going to embrace the MAGA movement and MAGA does indeed become the whole messaging behind the Republican Party moving forward. Ashley, you made uh, interesting comments there that I think are on point, and I had a little bit of insight into Trump's decision-making process. The last time I had an opportunity to uh, to spend time with him was in December, and in about an hour-and-a-half session with about 15 of us, private setting, during the course of what we were doing in the festivities there, you had... About three, it was three candidates that ended up uh, trying to win his endorsement and uh, making very strong cases to him, and including two very high-profile races. Well, only one of those three candidates uh, did he endorse. And what was interesting is uh, he knew a scorecard. I forget exactly what it was. It was something like 147 to 3. He knew that there were only three times he had endorsed a candidate that they hadn't won. And he cared about two things. What what did they stand for and could they win? And they had to prove to him and make the case to him that they could win and would be willing to do what's necessary to win if he got behind them. And and so, yeah, there is a lot more strategy there than I think a lot of people necessarily uh, take into account. And he takes those, those um, endorsements extremely seriously. And he had a clean sweep, over 20 endorsements of his that won in Ohio. Ashley Smith, Thomas, CEO, Freedom Fund USA. Till next time. Appreciate it. Thank you.